Hey everyone, welcome back to Every Version Ever, or for those of you watching on YouTube, welcome back to Wonderland Wednesday. My name is Jonathan North, and today's episode is the first of a two-part conversation I had with my friend Jenna, aka Phantomwise, talking about a huge variety of short Alice in Wonderland and Alice-adjacent clips. Jenna is an avid collector of all things Alice, specifically when it comes to film and television, so she has a large collection of random Alice-related media that most people would never have heard of including old TV specials, foreign adaptations, newsreels, and more. Since a bunch of these things are probably too short to focus an entire episode on, I thought it might be fun to talk about a whole bunch of them in one podcast. So I had Jenna find us a bunch of short adaptations and clips for us to talk about. We've got everything from an old newsreel from the 1930s to clips from a Japanese variety show from the 80s. There are so many Alice in Wonderland adaptations out there, and as you can tell, I'm a fan, so I'm excited to be able to talk about some of these really obscure things for the show. There's so many different weird shorts, like so many adaptations that it's like it wouldn't make sense to focus a whole podcast on. So I thought it would be a good idea since you've collected so many. If we talk about a bunch of these weird random little short things that where else are we going to talk about them? So that's I, true. Yeah. I asked you to send me a bunch of stuff and I think a lot of them I'm probably going to be asking for context because I, I don't really know where they're from or what the story behind them is. I will try my best. <laughs> the first one though, I do know a little bit about, we're going to talk about the 1930 putting on the Ritz segment. And this is one that somebody years ago, like in the first year of my channel, probably we talked about the 1931 version and there was this song that we really liked at the beginning. We didn't like the rest of the movie, <laughs> but there was this song and somebody in the comments told me that it was from a movie called putting on the Ritz and it was cut from the movie. So I eventually found it. And then I had Sarah kind of blind react to it. Just, it was funny to have her suddenly realize that this song that we had so much praise for was actually from somewhere else. They kind of stole it or something for this other movie. That's part of the charm of 1931. All the stolen things. There was some stuff going on with, the, with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this one, I guess... If you have any more insight into it, then you can tell us some history, but it's basically just a play from the movie. I've never seen the actual movie itself, so I don't know. I haven't either. Um, I, I did like, we do have the movie, um, which the movie was really hard to find too, because it's not really available hmm. widely, which is kind of weird because putting on the wrist is like a huge song. I think it was covered later, maybe mm. by Fred Astaire. I, that might be where it's huge from. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we do have the movie. I didn't watch it. I did, it skipped right to the Alice part. And actually, the the girl in the Alice dress, um, she wears it throughout the end of the movie. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> uh, I would say the segment is gorgeous. It was in Technicolor as well at the time, hmm. um, which would have been like amazing to see in theaters. Unfortunately, we don't have the Technicolor anymore. It's gone. Hmm. And I, I can't even find um, a reference to the color of her dress. Um, it's like, come on, is it blue? Is it <laughs> I need need to know. Um, but no, it's it's just gone. And then um, the copies of it aren't that good. Actually, that reminds me, people want to like annoy me on my channel because I actually have a reel of it that I've been meaning to get transferred forever, and I just haven't. So, annoy me, comment. <laughs> After the whole quarantine's over, comment on my channel, where is putting on the Ritz? And um, I will transfer it. I need to be annoyed about it. <laughs> um, so it have like a higher quality version? Yeah, it's, uh, they, they actually sold this segment separately um, with its own like special end titles and mm. um, beginning end titles. So they kind of they knew it was special. Um, I'm not sure why they chose to film something like that, but I think we benefited from it. It's a it's a wonderful song. Um, of course, it's very thirties. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the co the costumes are really good. Um, some of them are semi creepy. <laughs> some of them are semi creepy. You know, it's <laughs> early early film. 
There are worse ones. <laughs> yeah, there, are, there are much worse ones in some of the other versions. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, th- I think it's very charming. I, I, I so wish we could have seen it in color, if only. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll appear. Unlikely. Yeah. It wasn't a popular yeah. movie. If anything, I think the Alice segment lived on longer than the movie itself. You're probably right. <laughs> um, and I did some like research in contemporary entertainment magazines, and it. Um, I think one review even said the movie was terrible. The only good part was the Alice part, and <laughs> <laughs> and all the mentions of oh my gosh, what's her name? Um, I can't remember the actress's name. I'm an expert, um, <laughs> but um, all these mentions of her like being in the dress, and people are like, oh, she's just like Alice. So it's it's very strange that. That's what's lived on from the movie itself. And I, I remember somebody put that segment up on YouTube before the movie was put up. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's very strange. That's a good one. <laughs> I could totally see why 1931 stole the song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the song is really catchy. It is, it is. Yeah, it's pretty good for what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to think what else to say about it. it there's not, unfortunately, it's really short. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like there's a whole lot of narrative to it, too. It's mainly just a big dance number with characters from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and it's so early, it's kind of hard to find stuff about it. That's the unfortunate thing about really early Alice's is how hard it is to find stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then especially with that one in particular, like I could find, I found stuff about the movie, but it's like, I don't care about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I only care about that one part. Joan Bennett. I remember the name. I redeemed myself. Her name's Joan Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll have more insight into the next one. This is one I don't know anything about. I've never heard of this movie. There's 1938's My Lucky Star. And it was just a clip that you sent me that it was another dance number, except this time it was on ice. On ice. So that was an interesting component to it. So is this something that it's still in the film? Is that like an actual part of the film, unlike the other one which, where it was cut out? Oh, no, that one was in the film. So this 1938 or... Oh, putting on the Ritz, um, the Alice segment is in the film. It is in the film? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. part of the film. No, no. I mean, it was sold separately later. But um, it oh, was part of the original okay. film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm glad to have cleared that up. But... um. My Lucky Star, uh, that is an actual segment of the movie. Um, again, I haven't watched this movie, even though we have it. Um, but I think the segment itself is like, I'm not an ice skater, but I think it's like really impressive. And mm-hmm. you got these people coming in from slides. And I get nervous whenever it's like uh, the carts are coming down and you got these two, pe- two people who like just miss each other by milliseconds. And it's like, oh my gosh. How? <laughs> you know? But they, everything was about spectacle back then um for mm-hmm. film and it, it really shows and i i love like all the costumes in this segment yeah the so costumes they, were a lot more elaborate in this one than they were in the, the first segment yeah and it's kind of adorable too just um so the the actress is sonia henny she was an ice skater first not really an actress she actually did ice skating shows um and from what possibly she did this show like on the road like the alice show on the road because there's pictures of her in these dress with some of the costumes probably not as elaborate as what was on the film Mm -hmm. so that's kind of interesting people might have seen this live oh and then it's also interesting it combines a little bit of babes in toyland as well i don't know if you recognize the music i saw the 1960s babes in toyland years and years ago i don't remember much of it uh well there's some music from babes in toyland i think it i can't remember the exact song they use in the segment but um in this show version um, it was also more combined with Bays and Toyland. Like there would actually be toys as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if it was like Alice in Wonderland toys or they just put the two together because it's children's stuff. But um, you'll also find costumes of her in like an apron. So that's kind of cool. Um, I especially like the part where at the end where she goes through the mirror and it like yeah, reappears. That was, that was yeah. It's pretty cool. It's too bad it's not in color. I, that would be a cool one to see in color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a question about it that you probably yes. won't know the answer to because you said you haven't seen the movie. I was wondering, 
what was with the guy that was tied up? <laughs> I know a tiny bit about that. Um, it's something like they wanted to convince him the show would be a success, and he was like, no, 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 it won't. So they tied him up to make him watch. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, wow, wow, that was amazing. You know, at, at, one, end, at one point, he has his hair go up, and they're, the guy brushes it down, like, <laughs> it was just a weird little thing that was in there that I was really I totally forgot to warn you about that <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to that I just like block it out <laughs> so you do, you do get that weird part um, if anybody right. wants to see it it's on my Daily Motion channel right. um, yeah <laughs> Oh, and there's a very interesting, I don't know if you noticed, but at one point, Alice skates around, or Sonia, with um, the rabbit and the duchess. So it's like, the 30s are very into shipping rabbit and the duchess. <laughs> I've noticed that. We we noticed that in several old adaptations. Apparently there was some play yes. that was that had that as a plot point. And then yes, Mrs. Just Burton, Harris, Alice in Wonderland, and a play for children in three acts. Okay, um, yeah, that's... It's yeah. a weird thing that carried over into several adaptations. We kept noticing this, and we had no idea why these different versions were having some sort of weird romance between the Duchess and the Rabbit. It's so weird. You wouldn't ship them at all. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, I'm trying to think. What, what would be the weirdest Alice in Wonderland ship? <laughs> Alice Dormouse. <laughs> you could find a lot of weird stuff, I'm sure, if you wanted to. That's true. There's a lot of weird stuff that you, that you probably wouldn't even cover. <laughs> a lot of inappropriate stuff. I'll leave it there. Um, but um, which I've seen because I like to torture myself. <laughs> but uh, another reference to I think that might be the last reference to that weird plot point from that script. Um, but if anyone is interested in that, it's a very interesting read. There's a lot of strange stuff in that script. <laughs> Maybe somebody will do an adaptation of that someday. <laughs> yeah, we haven't okay. had a straight adaptation of that script. Why not? Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys had a really funny idea while watching 1931 one about like a purposely bad Alice. It should use that script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hatter basically dances himself to death. But, you know, it's perfect. <laughs> that... That, that that movie was so bizarre. That was that was so weird. That was the <laughs> weirdest Alice. <laughs> and they actually like uh, what's weird about 1931? Al I know I'm back. I'm tracking around, but um, it's, they like picked portions of the script and then they went back to the book for other parts. So it's like they chose the best yeah. of both. I don't know. For some yeah. reason, Hatter dying is the best of both. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, we were just like, what? When that happened, <laughs> we were not expecting that. I mean, who who would expect that going into an Alice in Wonderland movie? <laughs> Can you imagine? This was like my first rare Alice that I, I found. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's still very special because it's how I met my boyfriend uh, through that one. So if we have kids one day, I'll be like, this is the movie that made you exist. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Be grateful. <laughs> Precious memories. Precious memories. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man, the thirties were a special time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was some interesting stuff that I've seen from the 30s. Yeah. That's probably the most interesting one, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I guess we can move on to the next one. The next one, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was another movie, and then it turned out it was like a talk show. It was from 1985 called What a Fantastic Night. Oh, I have, like, right. no context for this. I don't know what it was. Maybe you can shed some light on it. It seemed like some sort of Japanese show. I don't know. There was, like, these Japanese 
country singers and one of them became Alice. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was it was weird. Fortunately, I don't have a lot of info about that one. Um, Sam, Curiouser and Curiouser found it. I don't know how. He finds these things. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he has like a radar. Um, and But in particular, he's been trying to look at more Japanese Alice stuff. Because um, for us, Japanese Alice stuff is really hard to find. But there's a lot out there. Um, and he came across it and it's like, what is this? Um, so it looks like they had some kind of partnership with maybe Disney of Japan. I wondered um, about that because there was some Disney-ish stuff in here. Oh, yes. It's definitely inspired by Disney. At the end of the episode, I don't know, you probably just watch a segment, but if you watch the whole episode it's from, um, they sing Disney songs at the end. Okay. Um, so it's definitely like a Disney promotion thing. Okay. Unfortunately, that's like all we know. Or what? Because there was a bunch of stuff like the white rabbit inspired by disney there was the weird doorknob nose man (laughs) that was (laughs) kind of creepy they sing uh um, the unbirthday song it's in japanese but that's what they're singing i could tell yeah tweedles looked like disney tweedles yeah it was there was so much in there that was disney and i couldn't figure out if it was like ripoff or if they like had permission and unfortunately there's not much i can really tell you about that one besides that i can tell that they call Alice cute, and it kind of comes across as kind of creepy. Like, oh, I she's cute. That's what was going on at the end there. I was like, I thought I, I, I thought I understood a couple words. I was like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's just like, oh, she's a cute girl, but still, like, your Tweedle stop. <laughs> <laughs> and also the glasses he's wearing is very strange, but mm. I guess that's his persona. Like he wears, I think he wore glasses throughout the whole show episode. So, um, blame Sam for that. I, I, I don't, I, I, yeah, there's not much else I could tell you about that one. We're still curious ourselves if anybody knows anything more. Okay. Um, yeah. The only other like interesting note that I had from that one was in one scene, they like they merged the shrinking and growing scene with the rabbit's house segment, which I've noticed oh. in a bunch of these different shorter adaptations they like to merge those two scenes from the book but to grow or maybe it was shrink i think it was shrink she picks this little candy mushroom and i recognize that as like this that's a candy that i've seen at the asian market because my cousin and i will go shopping at the asian market sometimes and we haven't tried that one but i've noticed it and we're gonna go tomorrow so i'm gonna look for that and i'm gonna buy a box <laughs> it's, it's like a little chocolate mushroom that has like a cookie stem it's like a pretty iconic Japanese candy. And I just noticed that that was what she picked to eat, to, to shrink in that one scene. Huh, I didn't even notice that. I'll have to try that. Hmm. <laughs> I have to look that up. My gosh. Hmm. That's cool. I wonder if it was a, 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 a product, like a product place. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know if that's like a specific brand I just know that that specific shape of candy is like a famous Japanese thing. It's like a little chocolate mushroom and it has like a, the stem is like a biscuit or a cookie or something. It sounds it's, yummy. It's something that I recognize as something I've seen multiple times at the Asian market. And I've seen it in other like Japanese taste testing YouTube videos. So I've never tried one, but I thought I'm going to, we're going to the Asian market tomorrow. I'm going to buy a box just because it's now in my head. I really want to try one. <laughs> you might as well. Uh, Alice taste testing. <laughs> it's been around now. Yeah. If I ever wanted to branch out and do more non-podcast things. Actually, that'd be kind of interesting. You can have like foods associated with Alice, bread yeah. and butter. I'm kidding. But, uh. <laughs> well, my cousins and I... We had like a tea party years ago, probably before I even did the, even got onto YouTube. It was probably like 2016 or maybe the beginning of 2017. But we made and bought a bunch of things reminiscent of Wonderland. It, I think it was for uh-huh. one of my cousin's birthdays. It was, I think we were surprising her. So we had like a tea party. And I, I have a Mad Hatter costume, so I wore that to the tea party. <laughs> oh, it's cool. I need to get a costume. That's the one thing I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I, I'll I work on that. wear it once in a while if something comes up that I need a costume for. I'm going as the Mad Hatter because I have a costume. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. 
Um, I have a friend who has a March Hare costume. Maybe you... <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's um, I, that sounds like a really cool event. I've yeah, always wanted to kind of do an Wonderland tea party, but I don't really have any people IRL who'd be into that. So it's... <laughs> Yeah, you kind of have to know people who like that kind of thing. Yeah, although I, I guess people would be into it. Um, I kind of lucked out having cousins that like that, so we had just a small get-together. <laughs> well, it sounds very nice. Sounds very cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. See, bad you weren't doing your YouTube thing. You could have taken a vlog. <laughs> yeah. That would have oh, well. been an interesting vlog. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Do you like tea? I, I'm not a tea person. Yeah, All the I'm Alice like fans are shunning me, but I'm not a tea person. <laughs> I'm more a fan of tea that is iced and tea that is made in like a Japanese style with milk, like mm -hmm. Japanese milk tea and like with boba, with boba tea. I love boba tea. Just I'm used regular... to green tea, like Chinese green tea, because I used to have a Chinese best friend growing up and that was what they had. So I'm just like, I could down that stuff. But like tea, like British tea, I'm just kind of like, eh. I like plain, the teacup. Plain hot tea, I could take or leave. I'm not huge on, but I don't hate it. Mm. Uh, but if I'm having tea, I prefer iced tea or like boba tea, milk tea, stuff like that. I prefer more over like just a cup of plain, hot, boring tea. I like to like some tea. <laughs> yeah. you, you wouldn't be totally out of place at Matt Hatter's party. <laughs> <laughs> He would throw me out because I'd ask for coffee. <laughs> if I'm given the choice, though, I probably would prefer coffee. Like uh, yeah, coffee. we're Americans, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love like tea stuff. I I collect Alice tea stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. That's a good thing to collect for an Alice fan. There's it is stuff you can find. Yeah, tea party is like one of the most iconic scenes from the book or any version of the movie like you're always waiting to see what the tea scene looks like yeah yeah and i think part of it especially live action versions i like to see the tea sets yeah um i don't know if you've ever noticed 1933 tea set it's kind of fascinating because you can't really see it that well in the film but it's like designed to look like people like they have faces and like i think the plates um the middle of the plates are like the mouths and then there's like teeth around it like it's eating the food it's you can barely see it in the movie again. i haven't seen that one yeah. since i reviewed it for my channel back at the very beginning of my channel i need to watch it again one of these days i'm going to do like a full episode on that because my cousin when we watched it it was before i'd had her on my channel to do anything because it was at the very beginning mm. so we'd never talked about her reviewing anything with me so i want to do it watch it again and we so we can talk about it because that was the first other than like the Disney one, that was the first adaptation that we watched together. We only watched it together so I could review it. And then it was after that that she started joining me for different things. But Did yeah, she that, like it? Yeah. She, she had a lot to say about the costumes and the actors because the big thing that she was pointing out was like, they have all these good looking people from this era and they're all behind these giant masks. <laughs> yeah. That's in a lot of reviews at the time. Um, <laughs> That movie's kind of a disaster. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I, I don't like it, but a lot of people do. I'm sorry people who do like it. But um <laughs> I don't remember loving it, but I didn't hate it. I was one that it was interesting. The set design's good and you could barely see it. Like the cinephotography is kinda off and I think that might have been one of my things with it. Because yeah, it wasn't shot very well. Yeah. But um, what, I'm sorry, we're kind of like getting off track. But one really interesting thing about that version is that it was really rushed. They like switched directors. Um, so they, you know, it's kind of, it's not really anybody's fault. It just ended up really bad because of how rushed it was. Mm -hmm. um, and they just kind of like threw money at it without giving it time. And it was supposed to be part of this, um, part of this promote like part of this thing where they were going to have like a lot of movies that year like and alice was going to be like one of the first um so it's kind of a mess <laughs> mm. it explains a lot anyway sorry we're off track <laughs> that's fine i guess we can move on to the next one this is yeah. another one that i don't really have a lot of context for 
the BP Super Show. Yes. And the things you sent me were, it was like two clips. So was this a full adaptation? It was a full one, yes. Okay, so I'm guessing that since you only sent me two clips, that's all that there is? Yeah, well, so if you notice, the two clips I have, which I have uploaded on Daily Motion, I'll see about with Sam getting it on YouTube because we should just, we should have it on there. Um, but it's from a YouTube channel that used to be called Connections 886. And uh, what happened was, they put up the Mad Tea Party clip, and so I messaged them saying, hey, do you have the whole thing? That would be really cool to see. And he, he had, like, a lot of Australian TV, and he goes, yeah, I'll put it up eventually. Years passed. <laughs> and uh, the only reason why we have the White Knight clip is because somebody commented on the Mad Tea Party video saying, basically saying, hey, Chips Rafferty just died. It would be nice for the family if they could see it, um, his performance in it. And um, so he's like, okay, I'll put up this one clip. And I remember saying to Sam, I guess we'll get the whole thing when everybody dies. And <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then his uh, channel was deleted because oh. he had a lot of Australian TV and some of which was still copyrighted. I, I think BP Super Show itself might still be copyrighted. There was like a disc set with some selected episodes. Unfortunately, I don't think it has Alice. Mm. Um, but it was like a full thing. We don't have the runtime for it. So it's kind of fascinating. We have these two clips from Alice. We don't know if we're ever going to see the full thing for. Hmm. I have a love-hate relationship with the collectors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I, Sam and I are kind of like Alice communists. You know, we find something. We're like, put it up. Everybody needs to see it. But other collectors are kind of like, I'm just going to show that I have it. And then that's it. I'm out. I, I just want everyone to know yeah. I have it. And <laughs> so it doesn't it's benefit anybody except for them. Yeah, it only benefits them. Uh, you know, maybe Conniptions really did mean to put it all up and they just got distracted. In which case, come back and put it all up. Um, but anyway, so it, was, it aired on CTC 7, 16th of December, 1926. It was originally a stage production and um 1962 you mean sorry 1962 i'm not an expert i had to stop and think i was like yeah yeah like a 60s thing i i think i i when i say 60 i automatically say 66 because of all the the, we we had like three alice adaptations that year (laughs) but um (laughs) so what's kind of fascinating about this one is um the producer noel farrell i don't know if i say that noel farrell um, he's actually the voice of Humpty Dumpty in it. So hmm. when you um, when you watch the White Knight clip and Humpty Dumpty's put back together and he's like, I don't feel quite right, or whatever he says, that's the producer. Okay. Um, and then the sets were designed by his wife, which is kind of cute. Uh, and what's also interesting was there was a, a newspaper clipping that said, because it's videotape, we can do effects that wouldn't be possible like on stage. Unfortunately, the clips we have don't show any effects. Mm. So that's too bad. Um, and also what's kind of interesting is the newspaper clipping also indicated that the show was mixed up. So it wasn't like in order. Specifically, they said after the Mad Tea Party, Humpty Dumpty comes up. So our two clips, it looks like we just have like one portion in the middle possibly missing. Mm. Um, but then again, we do have like the white rabbit going off in the Mad Tea Party clip saying, have mm-hmm. you seen my fan and gloves? But we don't know if they actually go into the whole scene for that. Anyway, what do you think of the actual like cast in it? Kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I agree. Alice was fine. The Hatter was kind of weird. He's weird. <laughs> wide, if being wide-eyed was a personality trait, that that would be his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was kind of. Yeah, it was weird. It's also weird to give him Jabberwocky. That that was one thing I wrote down. It was it seemed like they were going for mostly book accurate with the tea party they did a few weird things but like then jabberwocky came out of nowhere it was like okay we're incorporating through the looking glass too here yeah yeah and then i think the white knight's pretty good actually he's very he he's very charming he has like a a wacky Mm. uncle kind of vibe (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is an interesting vibe for the white knight to have it makes sense with his character because yeah he's kind of a weird character (laughs) What is kind of funny, one of the original things where they put Humpty Dumpty together all wrong, and he's like, you look like something I would have invented. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that line. Yeah, that that's kind of cute. Um, but the whole thing about, like, 
oh, I'm going to sing this song without opening my mouth was kind of strange. I haven't read the book in so long, so I was trying to remember. Was that from the book? Because no, I remember he, that in the reads, book. He reads it out loud in the book. So it, I guess maybe this was like one of the effects they were talking about. But what's funny about it is that he mouths it anyway most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what's the point? Um, yeah. I kind of wonder if they just, um, if they weren't sure Chip was going to know the whole thing. So they said, oh, let's just pretend you can sing it with your mouth closed. And he's like, actually, I remember it most of it anyway. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just sing it. You know, I'll tell everything. You know, I'm going to mouth it anyway. And sometimes I'll remember I'm not supposed to be mouthing it. I, you know. <laughs> And yet I like him for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it, he was good. I kind of got bored through that song, though. And sitting on a gate is a little boring. All right, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be chased by pitchforks. I'm, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> not the most purist of Alice fans. I like switching things up, and there's poems I don't like. I don't like it sitting on a gate. Mm. That's it, though. One of the more boring ones. I think it is, they too. don't that- usually include it in many versions. Yeah, it's like, if you include it, too, like, shorten it up a lot. <laughs> mm. I will say the tune for it is very nice in this one, so there's that. Mm. Um, but I think they should have shortened it, especially if he wasn't singing it live. Mm. Or at least, like, faking it. Like, you know, fake singing it live. So it, instantly, it's more boring to me that I know it's recorded, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and then I think it's kind of cute. He kind of comes in on, a, like, a toy sawhorse kind of looking thing too that, that's kind of cute soldiers. yeah and he's like i got the nails in the feet and it kind of looks like a kid just like had access to the tool can you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's like poor horse <laughs> so that's fascinating if anybody ever finds the full thing i would love to see it mm-hmm. the next thing i also have zero context for i don't know what this is it's from 1961, Jocelyn in Wonderland. Ah, uh, I just found out about that one rather recently um, from Chloe with Dreaming Eyes of Wonder blog. So it's a British short, like, um, family homemade film. I wonder. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's really, really cool. I, I think it should be more well-known. You got, like, a real rabbit, a real mouse in a teapot. The kids are having a blast in it. They have a little piece of stop motion, which is really, really cool. And I will say the kid smoking as the caterpillar a little bit <laughs> didn't age well. Uh, <laughs> and the the ending, that, though, I could tell that they were trying to fake it because they had it from the side and you could tell the smoke was coming from something behind him. So uh, they were faking him actually smoking, but it was a weird scene. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. That's good that they were trying to fake it, though. I wasn't 100% sure myself. I was like, oh, God, I hope he's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because the angle of the smoke didn't seem like it was coming straight out of his mouth. It felt like somebody was holding, like, a hose behind him because of the way they were shooting it. Because you never – it was, there was no shots of him full-on front-facing, breathing out smoke. That's true. So I'm pretty sure they were faking it, but it was still strange. <laughs> it was still a little strange, yeah. Um but yeah, you're right. You never see never see a full-on shot. I think you're right. Yeah, and, and that angle was kind of weird. It makes sense that they were hiding a hose or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was st- I don't know. It was still kind of weird knowing he was a kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the ending is really weird. Like the I think it's the BFI maybe has this, and they say Robin Hood comes out and is in. The I movie. wondered what that was. Yeah. Be. I thought Peter Pan. The maybe, but I didn't you know. know what was going on there. I, I think it's just some hostile person. I, I don't understand. I don't know who it's supposed to be. I, you know, like, isn't Robin Hood supposed to be nice? And it, But no, he, like, jumps out of the bushes. I'm going to pin you down with branches. And, um, it's strange. It is a bit strange, yeah. I, I kind of wish we had more context for some things in this short. But mm. I think it's really clever for the time. I love, I love this kind of aesthetic of vintage homemade movies. yeah. When I watched it, I was like, this doesn't feel like something they would have shown in the theater. No, nah. The fact that it was silent made me wonder if it was something that they'd made themselves. Because somebody in my family used to have a video camera back then. So we have a bunch of footage of, like, my grandfather's... Maybe it's on my grandmother's side. I don't remember. 
somebody on somebody back farther in my family had somebody. a camera and filmed a whole bunch of random scenes of just everyday life from all these people who I'm related to and everything is silent. So I was wondering if maybe that was like, they didn't have sound capabilities on like commercial cameras that people could film movies with. So that's, that was what tipped me off. It was like, I don't think this is like an actual production. I think this is something that somebody just made. Yeah. It's someone, someone just made uh, actually, I think there's a lot of these hidden gems that, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of what we see of home videos back then is like the really boring kind, you know, someone's birthday. Yeah. But there that's had to be my family. creative that's people. Yeah, that's my family too. It's all the boring stuff that no one cares about because I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's horrible. But <laughs> my, my point is that we have, you know, people have always been creative. There's probably more homemade movies like this. And um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a shame they're, you know, kind of like, missing in a way like will they ever see the light of day it's a joy that we've been able to see jocelyn in wonderland so where did this one come from then i think it was donated to the archive but i'm not 100 percent sure on that they don't have a lot of info on their page mm-hmm. um i get the impression it's very it's very been very recently found because i mm-hmm. haven't found any mention of it in a book or anything okay. um but yeah, there there are a bunch of these. Uh, there's one for a family that went to Disneyland. They won like a contest and they acted out finding out that they were going to Disneyland and the dad's like, you know, so <laughs> a lot of creativity back then that we're missing. <laughs> that would be Maybe interesting. There are more Jocelyn's and Wonderland's out there. I would love to see them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for something that was an amateur production, I think they did really well. I love how they have a white rabbit that actually like goes up yeah. to her and you can tell it's a family pet or something like the, yeah. the rabbit cat, actually knows yeah. her. Yeah. And a cat and a mouse. I love the mouse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of really great stuff in this. I've, this might be the only Alice with the actual mouse in a teapot. <laughs> you could be right. I don't remember. Yeah. seeing that. I don't remember yeah. ever seeing a real mouse in a teapot. Yeah. I'm, I think this one, even though we're talking about it now, I might do like a mini review-ish thing with my cousin just because I think she'll be interested to see this. It's yeah, just, definitely. Spread the word about it. This stuff, and I just, I want to show her this. I know she'll like the cat for sure because the 1903 version, that's like her favorite thing is the real life cat that they used in that one scene with the Cheshire Cat. Because nobody uses a real Cheshire Cat. Like, Cheshire Cat is always a weird thing. Yeah. Like, I really like that they have a real cat and I know she will too. I'm sure she'll like it. She likes um, old stuff too, right? Like yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Is like the '30s, but I think something like this, even though it's '60s, I think she'll still be into it. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but definitely, I think there's enough uh, enough in it to talk about for a little mini episode just yeah. on its own. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you um, you found some interest in it. <laughs> yeah, we need we need more awareness about this one. It's very cute. So the next one is another weird little thing that I don't have a whole lot of context for. From 1964, Alice in Waterland. Alice in Waterland. I liked the song. It sounds, was it like a rip off of the Disney song? Yes, it's a parody of the Disney song. Okay. But it's very nice. Was it affiliated with Disney at all? No. Okay, that's what I wondered. So Wikiwachi is a real place in Florida. When a lot of people visit Disney, they go to Wikiwachi as well. Um, it was a very okay so it's a place that's still open it um, was formed in 1947 so it's a long history Um, and it's still open even now during quarantine Um, so you can go if you go to Disney in Florida you can go to Wikiwachi and they have mermaid shows Um, I've heard of places that do mermaid shows and I wondered if this is because there was a mermaid in this too yes I wondered if this was like at one of those mermaid show places Yes, I think Wikiwachi is like one of the most famous mermaid shows, but they had this little film that you could buy as a souvenir. I, I want to buy one someday. Uh, one time I saw one, I didn't, I didn't know of any way to transfer it, but now I do. So maybe I'll buy one, we'll get a better quality of it. But yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. What's also kind of interesting about this one is they revived it in 2010 for a, mm. like a, a show for a two-week run, but it was based off the Burton Alice. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Well, I mean, there's some original things about it. That's on YouTube if you want to see it. We're not collecting that one because it's just a, a YouTube video, whereas um, 
Alice in Wonderland was sold to souvenir as a souvenir. So we, we have a distinction. If we collected all the YouTube videos, we'd, be, we'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Alice in Wonderland, I think, is definitely um, kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a, a neat vintage curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, they eat banana. They drink yeah, soda that was weird. underwater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when the white rabbit's drinking soda, the hatter is like, wow, wow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> The hatter was weird in this. The hatter's in yes. the hat. Yes, that one's. I don't know what they were thinking. Nightmare feel. It's, <laughs> uh, it's definitely. You can't say they ripped the hatter off anybody else. Oh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It must have been a cool show to see, like actually in person. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it was much longer as well. Yeah, this is only like what two, three minutes. Yeah, it it's really short. Now. It's basically the song length. Yeah, um, and the the song is really nice too. I think it's a really good parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it, it has good production it. value for being kind of a ripoff song. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wish there was more of this because I would be interested to see what the whole show was like. Me too, and like if there was any audio with it. Um, I didn't really get it at first when she drops into the water and then the rabbit like gives her flippers, but first few times I saw it, I didn't really understand what was going on. Hmm. Um. It's like, why didn't she just drop in with flippers? I don't. <laughs> it's it's already in water, but I, you know, I don't know. It gave me Oz vibes. <laughs> mm. Oh, what's also kind of weird about this one is uh, I just found out that in 1966, a few years after this one, they formed a city of Wikiwachi around this mermaid attraction, and they just dissolved it last June in 2020. Mm. So it's no longer a city. <laughs> The, the weird things you find out in research, because I was just trying to find out if WikiWatchy was still open. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the WikiWatchy is something that I've heard the name of, but I wouldn't have known what it was. Actually, it's been used. Uh, it's a location that's been used in a lot of movies. Uh, so you might have somewhere. I don't know. Hmm, okay. um, a lot of like kind of older 60s movies. I think The Incredible Mr. Limpet was mentioned. I don't remember seeing that when I was a kid. I don't remember much of it, but I remember watching that movie. I never seen it, but I saw it on the wiki page. Apparently, they had the premiere there, and it was like the first underwater movie premiere. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. I assume the movie theater was just below water level or something. I assume people weren't actually <laughs> watching. Maybe they had a screen in the water, and people were behind glass. <laughs> that would be interesting that the screen was in the water. Hmm. But yeah, so it, it, definitely you've probably heard of it before. It's uh, it is kind of a classic Florida attraction. Okay. Well, the last two of all of these random, unrelated things was the first one is well, these last two aren't Alice. What sort of? <laughs> I don't, the first one sort of is. It's called Alice in U.S. Land mm. from 1932. This one was like the shortest thing that you sent me. Um, I guess that was, was that the real Alice? Like the person? Yes. So that's the real Alice Hargreaves when she came to um, the U.S. in 1932 to receive an honorary doctorate in honor of um, Lewis Carroll's uh, birthday. Okay. Like the 100 year anniversary of his birthday. So what's kind of weird about this reel is, so we have this very short clip of her talking and um, that's all we have, even though it was a full newsreel. Hmm. Um, the, if you watch like the behind the scenes of the Disney, like one of the Disney um, documentaries on their DVD or Blu-ray, they have a little a different portion of it. We haven't gotten that part extracted from it. It's like so they they have a little part. Person on YouTube had a little part. So where is it? I don't know. We're still missing it. Hmm. But it's definitely cool to actually hear her talk. Yeah, I feel like I'd read something about her coming to the U.S. But I don't think I knew that there was any footage of it. So it's really interesting that they have actual footage of the actual Alice. Yeah. I think there's footage, there might be footage of her actually like dressed up for the receiving the doctorate as well. Hmm. Um, but for some reason, footage of that is kind of rare, if it even yeah. still exists. Um, she might have done a radio thing as well. But if she did, we don't have it. 
it's probably one of those things that some collector has in an archive that they're not sharing with anyone. Or the archive's like, we have it, but we're afraid about copyright. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's not copyrighted anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah, it's pretty old. Um, and I doubt the company that made it still, I, I don't know, maybe it is. Who knows? Well, the last thing, at first I was like really confused until I looked it up, but it's called Phantasmagoria. And it's Ooh. like has nothing to do with Alice at all. Yeah, it's based off another poem by Lewis Carroll. Yeah. So that one is interesting in the sense that um, I think this movie is kind of cursed. So we haven't been able to find the full thing. This is just uh, what we do have is just a short, a short snippet. And it is on YouTube uh, put by one of the people who made the film. But we had somebody from our group try to contact them and they never responded. Um, so we, we haven't been able to find it. And uh the reason why I think it might be kind of curious is not only have we not been able to find the full film, but um, I found research about Lewis Carroll societies of both North America and the UK had like a conference together in the eighties and they had a movie night where they were going to watch this film and it didn't work. They did not watch it. The projector hmm. broke. So I'm like, wow, this, everything's like not even they could watch it. So th that's like the only time I've heard of it being attempted to be watched anyway so it's it's a very interesting curiosity mm. um we don't really normally collect other carol works because we kind of like stay in our sphere but i thought maybe you'd find it a little interesting <laughs> I, I actually really liked it and i wanted more of it <laughs> yeah yeah if we ever find the full thing i'll let you know it, it'd okay. be a very curious episode to do um yeah. and the the way they talk is really interesting in it, and the, the ghost is interesting i don't know it's so interesting <laughs> Yeah, the ghost reminded me of the description of the ghost of Christmas past in the book of A Christmas Carol. Because in the book, the ghost of Christmas past is described as looking like a candle flame. And if you watch the Disney version from 2009, they actually kind of, they make him look more like the description in the book. Most versions just have it be a person. But this ghost reminded me of that because of the shape of the head. It, it was like a teardrop shape yeah and it just she looks like candle flame to me i don't know if that's what they were going for but that's what it reminded me of i wonder it might be on purpose i'm not sure because the illustrations in the original poem don't have the ghost look like that okay. but at the same time it's it's kind of weird because she shies if she is a candle flame she shies away from the lamp he's holding at one point because hmm. there's this line in the poem about the ghost is like hiding away from the light and they're like we ghosts have as much as a right to fear the light as you do the dark i didn't get that right i don't remember it <laughs> um but so it's yeah that's interesting i hadn't known that yeah even though i've read christmas carol but <laughs> it's been a while yeah it's been a while for me too but i remember being confused by the 2009 version and then looking it up and realizing that i guess he was described in that way and that's why they made him look so strange in the 2009 version it's interesting maybe then if i ever do get in contact with the person like they catch up with us we can ask that yeah i i liked this i thought it looked like it had a good budget for production because the set and the camera work seemed like better than a lot of these other smaller clips that we've seen the acting was pretty good um for like an independent movie. I, th I think yeah. it was independently funded. Hmm. Um, it's rather good for an independent movie, I think. And um, yeah. it, seemed, it seemed like something that the BBC would have made in like the 70s. <laughs> it's not too far off. They even talk kind of weird, like BBC. Um, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Cause, and I couldn't find much information. I didn't look too hard, but I, I couldn't. There's not that much there. information out there because it was independent unfortunately yeah. um as far as i know it might have been screened at film festivals but fortunately fortunately a lot of these independent films just kind of disappear hmm. um so hopefully that person gets back to us and maybe we can get the full copy yeah i would like to see it because i don't know it there was just something about it i really liked the ghost <laughs> the, 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 the chemistry they had the back and forth and like the scene with them playing chess i really liked it was just fun, and I wanted to see the whole thing. I will let you know. Uh, you should try out the poem, too. It's a good poem. Okay. 
it's not like his best poem, but it's it's up there. Phantasmagoria. And <laughs> the ghost in it is a phantom. Phantom <laughs> And just a little private joke. But um but yeah, it's very it's a very good poem. It's a good movie. I wish we had the full thing. What's also kinda interesting about it is in the poem, it's it is written by Lewis Carroll, but the narrator is kind of meant to be his own separate character. But in the film they make it be Lewis Carroll. Um, which is kind of I guess that's part of the reason why we have it because we do collect depictions of Carol. And if you're, if you ever do that, we have a bunch of those as well. Okay. Um, but yeah. It was better than I expected from something. Cause a lot of these were kind of middling quality, but this yeah. one, it almost seemed, like I said, it almost seemed like something from the BBC in like the seventies. And yeah, I, I liked it. I wanted, I wanted more. <laughs> You hear that, whoever made this, we want more. <laughs> Release the full thing. Let it be appreciated. <laughs> um, I'm sure they thought nobody was interested. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Hopefully they learn that we are. <laughs> all right. I'm glad you enjoyed that one. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be all for this episode. So I guess do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want anything else from you? More sure. Content. So um, I'm Phantomwise on YouTube as well as on Daily Motion. And if you want to check out my very outdated Tumblr blog, it's still hyphen she hyphen haunts me. Sorry, haunts hyphen me hyphen phantomwise.tumblr.com. I'm sorry for the awfully long URL. That was the trend back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, or you can just search up Phantomwise Alice in Google mm-hmm. and I come up now. And um, let me know if uh, if you just want to chat about Alice's. I'm totally up for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I will have links to those in the description, so they will be able to find you easily if they want to. Yes. Thank you so much to Jenna for joining me on this episode of Every Version Ever. If you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. Next week, Jenna will be back and will be talking about another collection of random Alice shorts, but this time they're all going to be anime. Apparently Japan really loves Alice for some reason, so we've got a lot to talk about. So we'll see you next time on Every Version Ever. Thanks for listening.